ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Raven on Game of Thrones podcast. My name is Natalie Bohensky. I am the official Game of Thrones recap respondent for the Fairfax uh, online news sites. And with me, as always, is the wonderful, the marvellous, the mellifluous, Stuart Late. Stu, how are you doing? Hello, Nat. I'm doing well. Hello to you and to everyone. And what a wonderful episode of Game of Thrones we've just watched. It was so good. And we'll get to why it was good because yes. I want to bring up an argument against why it might not be good. But okay. Clearly, I'm biased and I think every episode is good. Yes. <laughs> First, I just want to do a bit of housekeeping. Hello to any listeners who might have joined us having signed on to the iTunes the version. iTunes. After four weeks of basically a nervous meltdown, <laughs> nervous breakdown, a meltdown or a nervous breakdown, I finally worked out how to do the iTunes mm, thing. Yes. Uh, got some artwork and have uploaded and now you get it. You can, you can subscribe, you can go to your iTunes, look for Raven On. It's like we're a new podcast, except not when we're the same podcast. We're the same podcast, <laughs> we've just managed to get our act together and yes. put it on iTunes. But, you know, before the halfway point, That's so right, exactly. that was a positive. Yes. So you can subscribe. It would be great if you did. Mm-hmm. You can do things like star ratings and reviews. Yeah, and please, please leave a star rating. Please leave a review. They help us uh, get our name out there and everything like that. So that'd exactly. be great. Yes, because I think more people need to listen to more Game of Thrones podcasts. Yes, really. Because there's not a lot out there. <laughs> I know that we always worry about length, but I was looking through when I was searching for Game of Thrones podcasts because mm. there's quite a few. Some yeah. of them are, you know, an hour and a half long. I do think that it shouldn't be longer than the actual episode. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> probably a good uh, yeah. reference yeah. point. We are still available on the SoundCloud page yes. as well if you want mm-hmm. to listen through SoundCloud and you can comment on the SoundCloud mm. page, whereas I don't think with iTunes there's sort of a comment facility beyond reviewing. and Not on individual podcasts, no. So if you do want to comment like mm-hmm. Michael Barnes, who so far is our most prolific commenter. Hi, Michael. Hello, Michael. Keeps digging up excellent research tips for us, you know, clarifying a few things. So thank you, Michael. If you have other tidbits of information, please go to the SoundCloud page. You can find the links through the Facebook page. (laughs) It's just soundcloud.com slash, I think it's Girl Clumsy. It's under my nickname, my handle. It's very difficult. I should get a website. It's too, you know, it's too hard. There's all these internet things. I'm going to have another breakdown. This internet thing will pass, right? It'll be... (laughs) I used to be so into trying to learn how the web worked and then social media happened and all of a sudden we all just got so lazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was like, ah, if Facebook or Twitter can't do it, I'm not interested. Mm. If my phone can't just automatically upload a blog post from my mind. If it takes more than three clicks, I'm out. I have to invest my time in checking Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to upload to Facebook yes. if it takes more than three clicks. Let's get into the show. Yes. That's the housekeeping out of the way. I am going to name check Kelly Higgins-Devine, who is Mm. a local 612 ABC Brisbane radio presenter. Yes. Great, funny lady, loves her Game of Thrones, but she thinks this episode was dull and that not much happened. Now, Ah, Stu, your thoughts? Now, 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 now. Come on now. Now, I, I, I respect Kelly, but I think that that is an incorrect opinion. Just because a lot of stuff happens in this episode. Like, not in terms of action, but in terms of getting the plot rolling. I mean, this is the midway point. Mm. You know, we're at the fulcrum of the of the series. And so, you know, a lot of stuff is especially set up. A lot of a lot of stuff is put into motion in this episode that, you know, I think is going to pay off really, really 
really huge down the line. So I don't think it's fair to say that nothing happened. If you weren't interested, um, I can I can sort of understand that because there was a lot of people talking again in this in this episode. <laughs> there was a lot of people in rooms discussing things, but it was good discussion. It was it was discussion that sort of moves things forward and it's character moments and it's good stuff. I like it. For me, it was almost a flashback to that first season where we didn't get a lot of huge action. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of machinations That's and a lot of talking and a lot of character development yes which i love you yeah. know i love seeing these characters and how they respond in certain situations and which obviously struck a chord with people because that first season was massively popular and mm. really sort of you know set the ball rolling to everything that came out, came later i guess perhaps the difference is we're getting to the point where we want to see more and more action i yes. can kind of get where people might be coming from with this which is Let's see this character get taken down. Let's see this character get taken down. Let's, yeah. let's see some big epic battles and someone win the crown and someone. Yes. And I can see why you might. Why doesn't Daenerys go to Westeros and take the crown? Why is it taking this long? That has been her mission, but now she's in Marine and she's even putting down roots, as we'll get to with this yes. episode. Yeah, okay. I can see where that's coming from, but I still think that in order to get the big checkmate move you've got to put your pieces the pieces have to be in place exactly and you have to get them there i'm glad we're on board together Stu. totally makes for harmony possibly does make for a boring podcast (laughs) can we start at winterfell we can i'm always happy to start at winterfell boo hiss (laughs) Bolton. and i'm gonna say that every time because i hate him yes there was a I I love him as a character. I think he's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But but, but we hate him. Dynamic for the plot. Okay, I get it. And he's played beautifully. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. But, oh, he's horrible. He is the worst. There was a moment. There was, because Ramsay, you know, I honestly find it hard to determine Mm. who's worse. Yes. But Ramsay was being an utter cocktard at dinner (laughs) with Sansa and Walder Frey, Roos's wife. And he's just sitting there. Uh, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Let's go back. <laughs> Ramsey, I wanted to say Snow, but let's not disgrace the good name of Snow. No. With Ramsey Bolton. <laughs> uh, Ramsey Bolton was with his mistress, who mm-hmm. was a bit cranky that he's going to be marrying Sansa Stark. Yeah. He's very happy. Yes. That he's marrying Sansa Stark. He's pretty happy and pretty unashamedly so too. Which all he ever wanted was to be legitimate. That's right, exactly. And now that he is, he's, he's- like... Totally get, on board. I get to fill this role, so sorry. <laughs> and it seems that that has really changed the dynamics in their relationship because they mm. had an almost equal relationship when they when he was a bastard and she was yeah, just a he was he had he had no real status and neither did she. So they were very much in equal terms. Now he's the heir to Winterfell, essentially. And he says to her, "You're mine. Who are you going to marry? Mm. You'll just stick around and be my bit on the side." And it's that whole stepping up to this very, you know, I guess sort of sexist idea, patriarchal idea of what mm. it means to be the head of a dynasty. Yeah. Oh, God, that's just the thought of that dynasty continuing is horrible. But it does because at dinner, Bruce Bolton announces that uh, – oh, I'm getting ahead of myself again. <laughs> Sansa, Miranda, the, the psycho girlfriend, yes. turns up next to Sansa, who Sansa. Has, has found out from that we had a little scene with Brienne and Pod where Brienne convinced a servant mm. – in this little tavern wherever they're staying, to get a message through to Sansa. Yeah. That if she ever needed help, go to the Broken Tower, light a candle in the top window. So is that Brienne's deal now? She's just going to hang out in the nearby town and She's just wait to see the candle? She's pretty much becoming James Stewart in Rear Window. <laughs> 
that's the level. Pod's just going to be sitting there frying up shrimp or something. I don't know <laughs> if you get shrimp in Westeros. But so Sansa has gone to the Broken Tower to yes. have a look at it. Miranda turns up, and I thought shit was going to go down. I thought it was interesting. More broadly, I thought it was really cool that she sort of was looking up at that because that's where everything started. That's where yeah. Jamie. That's where Jamie pushed um, ran, ran out, out, out of the window. window. So we've she sort of come full circle in a way, which is really interesting. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's just an aside. I thought that was a really cool little moment. Just that you look up, and it's the exact, and it's same, the exact shot same shot as yeah. when Bran was falling yeah, down. That's yeah, it. it was. That's right. So she, I, I thought Miranda was going to knife her. Or something. So did I. I. I thought I didn't. I didn't quite understand what Miranda was trying to do here because she was yeah. obviously, and and we haven't talked about what happened after that. But I was, I was like, okay, she's going to do something to her. She's going to try and disfigure her, or hurt her, or even kill her, maybe. But then she didn't do that. She did something else. She took Sansa to the kennels. Yes. And said, go up the back. Go on. It's a surprise. Yeah. Right up the back. Right up the past back. Past the barking dogs. And I'm like, okay, so she's going to let them all out or something. And, Lock you know, I'm like, there. yeah, like, what's going to happen? And then up the back. Theon Greyjoy. Yes. A.K.A. Reek. Reek. And he just looks at Sansa and says, you shouldn't be here. <laughs> she says Theon, and then she marches off. I thought she might have sort of marched off to go, what's going on here? But no, we just cut to dinner. Yeah. No. Oh, wait. This now my old Except <laughs> we did see Theon apologizing to yes. Ramsay yeah. Bolton mm. for not telling him straight away that Sansa this, had seen him. This horrible, abusive relationship. It's so have. awful because, again, you had that. Although, admittedly, this time I didn't think it was going to end with anything nasty. I thought that the Miranda-Sansa one was going to turn, and it didn't. Yeah. Whereas I didn't think that the Ramsey-Reek one okay. was going to turn violent. But it had yeah. all the overtones of, yeah. now get on your knees and all this. And, it was like, oh. and then, of course, he just put his hands over like, Reek's hands. You. Yeah. Uh, Son of a bitch. He, I, I'm, I'm actually coming around. I, I totally dislike him as a character. He's awful. <laughs> They're all awful. He's the so Boltons bad. are cursed for eternity. So he, he's decided then to turn this to his advantage and just show off in front of Sansa and said, oh, come in, Reek, pour some more wine. Look, Sansa, mm. it's, it's, uh, it's Theon. It's that I've, guy you knew, remember? I've punished him. I've he cut says, off his genitalia and effectively broken him as a human being. And it was all more for wine? you. Because he murdered your brothers. Mm. Because your brothers have been murdered by Theon. And the rest of your family is gone. Doesn't mention that, oh yeah, that was dad here <laughs> on the other side of the table. Like, through that whole meal, Roos barely says a word. And there, there's, some, there's, some great, there's some great reaction shots from Roos Bolton, actually. Who's yeah. just sort of, he's, he's watching with a sort of uh, amused disinterest. He's kind of like, okay. He's like picking at his lamb shank. Yeah. Just, just sort of staring at. At, at Ramsay, staring at Sansa. But he doesn't correct him or say, no. hey, tone it down, buddy. And that's the thing. I, I don't know. I couldn't get a handle on, after I've said everything was awesome this episode, I, I, I will say I couldn't get a handle on what Ramsay was supposed to be doing in this scene and what Bruce Bolton was supposed to be doing in this scene, right? Because he then, Ramsay does this big song and dance, you know, being a, a show off. But was he genuinely trying to help? Or was he just, like, playing his sick little games? I can't get a get a read on it. I thought that it was just sick games. Yeah. And I, Sansa that's... at one point says, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing yeah. this? And he says... But, why, but I mean, is that, ju- is that purely to amuse himself? Like, is that just so. what he does? He's a nut. Because at, at one point in the scene, I thought he was genuinely trying to help Sansa. 
in his in his own twisted way, but he just has no idea about proper human, you know, emotions and contact and things like that. So right. so it's all just all misguided. But then I think it's probably more likely that he was just playing sick games. But I couldn't get a strong read on that scene. I I, I felt it could be either. Obviously they delight in blurring the lines because yeah. a similar thing happened with Roos where mm. he let Ramsey do all this business. That's right. And then he comes out with, <laughs> Oh, we've got good news too. Yeah. Walter's having a baby. Yes, exactly. And we think it's gonna be a boy. Yeah. Like just just Drop staring mine. him down. And, and yeah. all of a sudden Ramsey's like, what? <laughs> and then he has to do the whole big thing like, oh, gee, I'm surprised you were able to have that happen. Oh, well, you know, look at the size of her. And I'm like, screw you. I mean, you know, he is the terrible character. So I think, you know. But still there's ter- a yeah. line, Ramsey Bolton. Exactly. What did Walder Frey ever do to you except get married off because your dad's a greedy motherfucker? Mm-hmm. I should probably just swear. I did mark the podcast as explicit on iTunes, but I like to keep it. Nice. We're explicit on iTunes. That's all right. I think we get to swear now. It's mostly because, just in case, really. Yes. I don't intend to swear, but no. sometimes I'm provoked. <laughs> By Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, and Roos then says, you know, you were disgraceful at dinner, and he gives him mm. a dressing down. And it was it was at that moment, Stu, that I felt, I felt like I could almost begin to maybe think about possibly, perhaps, going... Oh, yeah, Roos, I agree. He was disgraceful. You tell him off. That's a good move, Roos. Yeah. And then what does he do? <laughs> Did I ever tell you about your mother? You never asked. Well, she was a peasant girl. Nice looking. She married a fellow without my permission, so I had him hanged, and then I took her under the tree where he was swinging. Mm. And she fought me the whole way. I'm like, oh, my God! Yes. Just calmly talking about it. So he, calm. He is... Oh, I mean, this is the thing. Like, like, we forget sometimes, because the actor who plays him is very charismatic and, and is very um, he good is at good. what he does. He's good. Um, but he's terrible. Like, Roose Bolton is a terrible person. How, is, how were they ever allies of the Starks? Yeah. That, that's, that's the strange thing, isn't it? I, I think... He, and I think that there's some of that in there, because he always says that it, uh, Eddard Stark always looked down on him. Oh, you know, okay. and, and always like you know, prevented him from flaying anyone. Yeah, you know that was that was a thing. He said, "While I'm the while I'm the warden of the North, you're not allowed to flay anyone." And so that yeah. really rubbed him the wrong way because apparently that's his ancestral pastime. Yeah. So you know, tradition is important. That's as we'll right. Find out later in Marine. <laughs> yes. I should be allowed to be tr- to observe my traditions. Can I? And flay people. Yeah. Well, what if what if I just do like one a year? Like, is that okay? Like, can I do that? So, Roos then tells him how I was going to have you drowned as a baby, mm. but I thought better of it when I saw you, and I recognised there was something in you, so you are my son. So, he's kind of playing mind games with Ramsay, yeah. saying, oh, you're my son and my heir, but he's now got this new and, baby And again, I couldn't get a read on what his motivation was there. Like, can, we, can we put it down to the fact that they're psychos? I, I, I think, yeah, possibly the fact that they're both insane and, and criminally insane Yeah, uh, could be the fact that we can't get a read on what their motivation is. <laughs> All we know is they know Stannis is coming for them. Yes. They want to protect the North. I, I will say a little a little point. I thought that that scene with uh, Roos and Ramsay was a really interesting little inversion of, I think it was last week where Stannis had that moment with his daughter. It, it was basically the same scene except just through a funhouse mirror. Yeah. You know, like like you said, you know, you're 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 you are a princess, and I am I am your father, and you deserve to be at my side. You know, and he was. It's this wonderful moment of connection between the two characters. This week we have this moment of connection between Roos and his psychopath son. Yeah, where he's like, "Yeah, I was going to throw you in the river, but then I looked at you and thought you were okay, so I kept you around." 
You know, it's like, oh, goodness. That's, yeah. yeah that's, Happy Father's <laughs> Day. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> that's how life goes in yes. the north. So let's then move on to Stannis, who is coming down. Mm. He, this week, finally left the wall. Yes. And again, like, like action, action happening. Yeah, not not action, action, but but pieces action moving. towards action. Pieces are moving. Yeah. Yes, I again really coming around to Stannis. He just had some really lovely moments that showed how smart he is, yes, like how definitely. clever. And he was always, you know, we never saw him in the first season, and it was always about how Stannis was the the best military commander. And now we're seeing that we're seeing yeah. him say things like to Davos, "We need to leave now." Because yeah. now is the time. If we yeah. don't go now, you know, all of our, our uh, soldiers are rested and fed. Mm-hmm. They've got fight in their belly. But every day we delay now is letting Roose Bolton get the advantage. That's right. And then you see him in a wonderful scene with Sam Tarly. With Sam Tarly. That was great. Oh. That was a great scene. And it shows that, it shows that, um, that Stannis is, he's not someone who just values battlefield you know, valor and glory and that sort of thing. He yeah, knows might is right. as a ruler that you need all, you need every tactical advantage you can get. Mm. And so, you know, Sam explains to him how dragon glass kills white walkers. And he's like, good, keep reading up on that. That's very, very good work. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's great. I'd, I'd love to see that from the character. The fact that he's not just, he doesn't look down on Sam because he's a reader. Yeah. He admires him because he has, an ability to see things that other people don't. Or at least you know? a desire to investigate. Yeah, that's right. And to right. find out. And to find out and stuff. And as Stannis says, if we're going to be fighting these things, we have to know how we to know, kill them. We know how to kill them, exactly. Uh, which is really was really lovely. And he also had a great scene with Jon Snow right at the end. Because mm. Jon Snow, just to diverge, yes. has decided to make peace with the wildling. Yes, he has, uh, which led to a scene involving the Tormund Giant's Bane, who is one of my favourite characters. Yes! I love him so much. Tormund Giant's Bane! <laughs> <laughs> he is the best. He is such an enormous man. Yes. Uh, like, you see that scene with them sitting at the table, and he's like a full head taller <laughs> than Jon Snow when they're sitting down, let alone when he's standing up. He's enormous. Like, the great. Beard, the big, the big red beard. Oh, it's great. I love it. And he brings him in to say, look, everyone is going to die north of the wall. Yeah. All the free folk or the White Walkers are going to get them. They'll either die in the winter or the White Walkers will get them. Bring them south of the wall. We'll mm. make peace. As long We'll find new lands to settle on as long as you fight with us when the time comes. Yeah. Tormund says, well, they're not going to kneel before you. He said, I'm not asking them to kneel. I'm asking them to make peace. To make peace. Yeah, exactly. It's a really hard thing because they've mm. been on each other's backs for millennia. Yeah, exactly. They've hated each other. So wildlings have killed Night's Watch and people inside the wall, mm. vice versa. John tries to get this across at a staff meeting. Staff meeting. <laughs> at a staff meeting. <laughs> no, I'd like to. I'd like to. Everyone, everyone. share around the Monte Carlos. Yes. Come on, don't be selfish. <laughs> now... <laughs> on the rain from accounts says that you can't keep taking pens, all right? We've got a limited they amount of pens. They cost money, people. A limited amount of pens here at the wall. <laughs> you know that the ink gets frozen inside the barrel. We have to be really diligent, guys. Just please stick to rubbing sticks with dirt <laughs> on your papers. It's good enough. If you could send letters with sort of 
fingerprints. That would be great. <laughs> I just have images now of a whole bunch of Night's Watchmen like standing by the, the Castle Black water cooler, just pouring <laughs> tiny cups. Just, just standing around going, do you want the room temperature one or the ice cold one? <laughs> I'll just have the room temperature one yeah. if I can. It's really cold. It's really cold here all the, the ice, time. Ice one is it's about the same, really. Yeah. Or maybe I'll have the hot steaming one. <laughs> That's room temperature. Mm. That is. By the time it comes out of the tap, it's pretty much ice cold, though. So, Do we ever invest in a kettle? <laughs> Do we ever get a kettle? No, I don't, I don't no. know that we did, Barry. I think when the wildlings attacked <laughs> Castle Black last season, they... They might have wrecked the kettle, and I don't think we. Um, it's a lot. It's a long ride to the nearest uh, to the nearest blacksmith to get a new one. So yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, and they also they torch the uh, the Tesco. The road, <laughs> so we don't have access to twenty four hour shopping anymore here at the wall. Um, the Pizza Hut is still going, obviously. <laughs> it's much more limited range of toppings <laughs> and you can't really get the dessert bar anymore. Um, yeah. Do good Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know how I got onto this. I'm sorry. So Jon Snow, good decision, bad decision to make peace. Your thoughts? Tactically good. But it's going to take a lot of convincing, obviously. Mm. Um, and he had that scene. He had that scene with his little new warden Ollie. Yeah. Um, and I have written down in my notes, I hate Ollie. Um, I don't know why, but like he comes. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those. I I, I have those things where um, characters come in and they just are unreasonably just annoying, and I'm just like, oh, I don't like you, Ollie. <laughs> you weird little guy. I don't like you, small child. <laughs> small child. Um. Yeah, well, I suppose yeah. he's supposed to be the little. He, yeah, he's meant to be the little dodger of the yeah, scenario. exactly, and, and he's also you know he's coming from the position where like wildlings killed his entire family and yeah. burned his village to the ground, and then he's like you know oh you're you're terrible. It's a trick, isn't it, sir? It's a, it's trick. a trick. Oh, say it ain't so. It's not a trick, Molly. <laughs> I'm gonna look a bit sad. <gasps> John Snow I'm is gonna, Eeyore. I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have that expression I have in my face all the time. All the time. Look, it's not a bad expression. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. The upshot is of this deal that uh, Jon Snow does with the devil, aka Tormund Giantsbane, mm, is that yes. he has to go. He's like, we need horses to get up to where all the wildlings are kind of hanging out mm -hmm. and we'll need ships to bring him back down. And Jon Snow says, sure, I can get ships from Lord Stannis. And Tormund says, well, you've got to come. If you don't go, I don't go. Absolutely. So we're seeing so, some action from Jon. Jon Snow, back over the, back wall, over the wall again. Up to the north. Ah. So this will be interesting. I think I said in my recap that uh, this means he's breached the wall more times than enthusiastic Berliners circa 1999. <laughs> yeah, that was my best line and today. It is true. Maybe not so great in recap terms, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that'll line. be interesting. He'll be back in his big furry. That's it, he's big, furs. big furry coat. Yeah. Oh, I do like his I'm furry I'm sure you like that, yes. Yeah, Very nice. he's, he's quite dishy, Stu. The only thing that with Jon Snow with no clothes on is Jon Snow with a lot of clothes on, apparently. Yeah, but there was a nice moment just to finish off with Up at the Wall, a lovely moment between Davos and Shireen again. Yeah, just I love, when I love he put, 
yeah. her on the horse and she said, I'm not scared. And he said, oh, God, I'm terrified. You'll have to promise to <laughs> You'll protect me. You'll have to protect me. me. Yeah. She said, I promise. And I was like, oh, I love her. And you notice and there was her... another, like, trailing shot of her grayscale. Yes. It's like a nice sort of a shot reminding you that grayscale, grayscale, grayscale. Well, grayscale and also the grayscale can be cured, which I yes. think is an important thing to keep in mind. Okay. Um, for later in the series and indeed this this episode. episode. Stannis has an amazing moment in the in the Night's Watch gathering, the, the staff meeting, where one of the guys says less and then he, cor- he corrects him under his breath. He goes, fewer. And then <laughs> Dallas is like, what? Nothing. <laughs> it's so good. He actually, he actually did that in the second season. Did he really? his first season. Yeah, it's a callback because a thing. he did it on the ship, one of the ships going to the Blackwater. Oh, okay. I forgot, that. I forgot about that. Okay. He actually did correct Davos, I think it was. It was either Davos <laughs> or Davos's son. Yeah. He corrected his pronunciation or he corrected his grammar. And I'm say. like, of course, of course, Stannis is a stickler, a stickler like, for proper grammar. He is. In he everything is. he does. He, you know, you've got to do it properly, damn it. And he did have that moment with Jon Snow at the end where he said, I don't know what you're doing with the wildlings, but I need my ships back. Yeah. And he said, <laughs> you'll get them back. I promise you. No, You're getting better at that. I, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm mm. working on my Jon Snow. Let's go now yes. to Marine. Yes. To Danny. To the dear departed Sir Barristan. No, he's gone. He died. No. And I'm not ah. happy. Grey Worm survived. Yes, yeah. So Which I thought. Nice. I thought at least one of them would survive. I didn't think both of them would die at once. But I and, I, and that and that makes sense. It makes sense that Barristan would go out and. Yeah. Grey Worm sort of sticks around. And he has that lovely scene with Miss Andy. Oh, which so is just cute. great. So just great. Cute. He's like, I'm all ashamed. You don't have to be ashamed. No, you don't understand. I was afraid. You don't have to be afraid. No, you don't understand. I was afraid <laughs> that I would never see you again. Oh. <laughs> she, that actress, and I don't know her name, but she is just the most stunning oh, woman. Oh, she is, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, just she's actually she's in um she's in the Fast and the, the latest Fast and the Furious movie as well. Really? Yeah, as a as a computer hacker, believe it or not. Nice. Yes. Well, but, um, as Miss and Daisy speaks a lot of languages. That's true. So as a computer so, you know, hacker, computer language. That's totally. a thing. The yeah. HTTP ML dash sure. dash colon <laughs> backslash backslash. So that was a lovely moment between Missandei and Grey Worm. It was. It was really nice. He'll get better, so that's good. Yeah. But in the meantime, what does Danny do? She has the Sons of Har- the Harpy out of control. Mm-hmm. Barristan is gone, so she's getting advice from whiny fighting pits guy <laughs> and Mario. And yes. Mario is kind of a scorched earth policy. Yes. <laughs> He's like, okay, let's what just... What we're going to do, we're going to lock ourselves in the pyramid. We're going to get that sorted. Then we're going to go out street by street, house by house, and clear out the city. Because <laughs> hmm. I'm sure that wouldn't uh, foster, you know, resentment. And, yeah, yeah. And, well, you uh, can't foster resentment if everyone if everyone's except de- you. That's is true. Dead. That's true. You know, it, it, I guess in a way it would totally work. Look, the economy's down. <laughs> we have no army left, but at least there are no more rebels. <laughs> so Danielle then decides to do something that uh, Mario must have suggested earlier. Because she does refer to that. She says, I like your earlier suggestion of rounding up the heads of all of the great families. And she looks yeah. at whiny fighting pits guy and mm. he goes, but I'm the head of the great family. <laughs> and she just kind of gives this sort of smirk <laughs> shrug and her guards just come up and arrest him. Yeah. It was such a great 
Time, oh, it was a great piece of comedy timing. I know, I was about to say, like, it, it almost played like a comedy sketch. Yeah. Um, where it was like, I'm... but I'm the head of, a, head of my house. Dragged away. Amazing. And then they all get taken down to the dragon's lair. Yes. And uh, she does a very nice piece of sort of reservoir dog style intimidatory. <laughs> hey, they're a bit hungry. Uh, you know, they'll eat you if mm-hmm. I tell them to. They might eat you if I don't tell them to. I can't really control them. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm a little crazy. I'm a little out of control. I'm a bit unpredictable. Do you want to risk it? But, but if you but if you I'm badger crazy. me enough about an issue, I will agree with you. When one of the leaders gets pushed into the dragon's path, mm. uh, gets you know lightly flambéed, yes, uh, fricasseed, <laughs> and. Uh, Torn apart. Torn, torn to pieces. In this sort of explosion of <laughs> Yes, it was. Kelly Higgins Divine, how can you say nothing happened? A guy got ripped apart. <laughs> a guy was ripped apart by dragons. By dragon teeth. You can't say that about many shows. No. Really. And then just splattered sort of into two <laughs> clumpy lots on yes. the floor for the dragons to kind of pick <clears> through. <throat> and then she's about to throw the other one uh, whiny fighting pits guy mm. in front of them, and then she and he says he gets he gets a bit of courage and goes Valamogulus, and she's like, oh okay, I'll, I'll hold off, I'll hold off. Don't want to overfeed them. Mm. And she watches them burning. Now I was watching this with my uh, good friend and colleague Cameron Atfield. Hello, mm. Cam, if you're listening, I doubt he's listening. Uh, <laughs> we all hate you, Cam. Uh, no, we don't. Uh, so <laughs> we really do, but we don't. He said, Daddy's daughter. As in, yes, you know, I, I got. She was looking at the. Flames. Absolutely, yeah, I got that I strong impression that. as well. You got that yeah, as well. Yeah, I got that Is strong that a impression guy as well. Thing, maybe, maybe. Because I was I just know. going like, she's just Danny. She's just evaluating well, because, what she's done. Because they had the big, the big, the big talk with Barristan last episode, where he was reminding her of what the Mad King was like, right? And maybe, maybe that was playing on her mind, where she was like. She sort of pulled back from that. I think she was enjoying it a bit to watch this guy get ripped apart by by dragons, and then yeah. she sort of you could see her sort of pull back and say, "Nope." Yeah, Cam seemed to be thinking that perhaps she might follow that line down the crazy line, and I was like, "No, you can't." Well, well she's definitely laying the groundwork there when she goes full mother of dragons mode. Like she's very much, but that's not like she's crazy. Terrifying. That's oh, aven- she's not burning it's... people without justification. Are you going to tell me that perhaps? But Ares thought he was justified too. Well, exactly. Exactly. And and she did, you know, let's not forget, she is throwing someone to be torn apart by dragons. Yeah, but they've so, been messing around with her town, Absolutely, man. you know, but it's not She's the thing... She's got to restore justice. It's, it's not the thing a sane person does, is my, is my point. Nobody know. in this show then is sane by that <laughs> standard. It's definitely an extreme measure. It's the nuclear option. <laughs> so she then... Asks Miss and Day, what do I do? How do I control the city? I've got, mm. um, uh, you know, Barristan always said, show mercy. Yeah. Mario, on the other hand, said, you can't show mercy. You've got to be really harsh. Mm-hmm. Fighting Fitz guy, he's just going insane. <laughs> he's no use to anybody. No. What do I do? And Miss and Day says a couple of interesting things. First of all, she says, oh, I don't have an opinion. And Danny goes, no, you do as much as anyone. And I love that moment. I love yeah, that, that was, empowering that really to go, yeah. you see and you watch what do you think? Mm, exactly. And so then she says, I'll only tell you what I see, which is that you get a lot of opinions and sometimes you follow them and sometimes you set them aside because you see a different way, mm. which was a really nice way of pointing Danny, I think, back to her middle of the road approach, maybe, 
or was it more no, but centering? See, but see, see and, and again, like I've, I've defended this episode already, but that felt a little muddled to me because she says, you know, sometimes you see a better way and then it's like, oh, okay, we'll just do what we were going, what everyone was asking me to do right at the start. Which oh, was you're saying it's another, it's another Danny It's another now. Danny heel turn. <laughs> like, it's just, come on, really? Again? Like, so she just goes back. So, so a bunch of her soldiers get killed and now she's like, okay, we will open the fighting pits. Very, you know, she's, she's this way, she's that way. It's, it's frustrating to watch for me anyway, because I feel like she's just clasped. She's just stabbing in the dark and she can't, she's sort of feeling her way. And that, that, that is what the character is doing. Yeah. And that's the journey that she's on, but it can be frustrating to sort of be on that journey with her because you know, she'll decide to do one thing and then that won't work. So she'll turn around and come back and try a different way. You know, and it's, it's tough to watch sometimes. But then she did add one extra thing. Yes. To her. She did from out of nowhere. From out of nowhere, she says, and I will marry one of the heads of (laughs) the great families. And luckily a suitor is already on his knees and she's talking to whiny fighting pits guy. I'm going to have to learn what his name is Oh, And it's a, it's a doozy of a name too. Like we're going to have to. Michael Barnes, thank you very much. Yes. Hisdar Zolorak. Hisdar Zolorak. Yeah, I, I do I, love the great, lovely lyrical names that he gives these people. This is the thing. I, I've read... But I need a nickname. This may surprise you, Nat, but I've read a lot of fantasy fiction in my life. <laughs> and, and, I, and what I... What I always find is that, you know, they have these crazy names in there, but you never have to say them out loud. You can always just sort of look at this clump of consonants... <laughs> On the page and just go, oh, it's that guy, right? But then you have to say this stuff out loud. Hizda Zolorak, is that his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. At least it doesn't have a, <laughs> a fellow I know calls them fantasy apostrophes. Yes. <laughs> like Jack and Hagar. Jack and Hagar has a fantasy apostrophe, exactly. Just sort of thrown in there yeah, just, to give a bit of just to say, ooh, dynamism. Yeah, ooh, it's foreign. Different ooh. place, different place. So, yes, Hizda Zolorak. Well, um... Ga- Game know, of Thrones. Call the Lorax? The Lor- we we'll call him the Lorax. Lorax. Yeah, that'll do. The Lorax. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. For well, next week's podcast, we should come up with each other's fantasy name. Yes. Okay. So maybe base it on your existing name. All right. But I'll come up yeah. with a Stuart Lake fantasy name. And, you come and I'll come up with Natalie Medinsky. Okay. Name. This is fantasy in the fiction sense of the word. I just want to stress that. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, oh, we sound like <laughs> strippers. <laughs> stripper names for each other. <laughs> You can be sexy, stew, leggy legs. <laughs> <laughs> that went to a weird place. That, 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 anyway. that, that's made me laugh. <laughs> Finally, Tyrion and Jorah. On, on their, on their expedition cruise. Yeah. Uh, their, their exposition cruise. <laughs> they sit right back and you hear a tale, the tale of a fateful trip. <laughs> of a knight who was exiled from Westeros and an imp who drinks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that was where you were going to end up. That's terrible. Oh, terrible. But uh, Jorah, he says, <laughs> we have long, sullen silences with the occasional punch <laughs> in the face. The Mormont the, way. The Mormont way. It's like Mormont travel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Long, sullen silences. Do you journeys. like long, sullen silences with occasional <laughs> punches in the face? <laughs> then why not try Mormont travel? How about wine? No wine. It's like, no, no wine. I, it's I a drink dry wine. <laughs> People who drink... Need to, Need to keep, keep drinking. drinking. <laughs> so good. 
everything. This is the thing. Like again, and like stuff. Stuff did happen in this storyline this week. It wasn't just purely exposition. But the yeah. start of it was. It was just a big info dump about. Hey, this is this is Valeria. Remember, yes. we've been talking about Valeria. Here it is, and it's this ruined, you know, um, ancient civilization. It's basically the lost city of Atlantis. Yeah, it's, it's essentially Atlantis. Yeah. yeah, they 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 were like Icarus. They flew too close to the sun. That's right. And the doom of Valyria happened, which was basically volcanoes, I guess, or like that the island oh, cracked apart. I didn't even think of it like that. Um, yeah, like like stuff, like like basically, a, almost like Krakatoa happened to Valyria. Oh, okay. And it left it like it, it literally sunk the island. There's just like this scattered bits. Hey, of did land you see? I've there. got this bandage on my foot. Krakatoa. <laughs> <sighs> That took me the whole time you were talking. To wow! Come up with that. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks. I was, I was about to go. Oh, are you all right? What happened? You know, I think everyone has subscribed. Yes. You know, I think they know they've done well. <laughs> <laughs> they, Absolutely. They know they're getting quality, quality mm-hmm. punnage, quality stuff. But you're right. It was still slightly smoking ruin. Yeah. They're sailing through, and it was almost like an afternoon of punting and poetry. Because Tyrion they started, started reciting, reciting a poem mm-hmm. that Jorah then finished. It got it got very Lord of the Rings, didn't it? Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're in a boat. <laughs> they're looking at the ruins of an ancient civilization. They start talking poetry, and then a beautiful shot yes. of Drogon the dragon. Yes, just what a great, what a great soaring, shot! Majestically, and the like look a, on the look on Tyrion's face, like a stingray in the sky, is the way that they have their dragons fly. This sort of lovely, yeah. It's almost like they're weightless. That they because yeah. it's something that big, you know, shouldn't be flying, basically. But you know, and they it was have a them. fantastic reaction on mm. Peter Dinklage's face. Yeah, just like great. He, I mean, he he would have been looking at a tennis ball or something, or yes. just nothing. Yeah, but, but for the character, that's something that he, as far as he's concerned, that that's fantasy. Yes. And he's looking at fantasy coming to life before his eyes. What would his fantasy nickname be? (laughs) (laughs) But yes, it was a lovely shot of this dragon. And then, of course, they're distracted by that. And Mm. boom, stone men. Stone men from out of nowhere. There was that awesome shot. Did I say grayscale? Grayscale paid off. Had to be a thing. There it is. It's a thing. Absolutely. this is where the stone men. And they referenced stone men last week. Stannis talking to Shireen about... You don't belong with the Yeah, and apparently... Uh, so, so, so it's like a leper colony. It, basically. So basically they treat Valyria like a leper colony. They just send people with grayscale to Valyria to just live there or die or fend for themselves, I guess. That's bizarre. Yeah, well, I mean, they were clearly quite active, mobile. Yeah. Were they like kind of scaly zombies? Is that what they're implying? Because I thought the White Walkers was the zombie element. Maybe yeah. they just have a lot of things in this world that turn <laughs> the, people into various forms into of zombies. a type of zombie. And but not only that, um, I think their skin actually literally becomes like tough, like stone, because Jorah tried to um, sort of slash at one, and, and his sword sort of glanced off, didn't it? I don't remember that. Is that what happened? I was I, too maybe busy I freaking out that Tyrion was going overboard. <laughs> yes. but like, maybe I misread that scene. Sink, like he was in Titanic, like uh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that door's totally big enough for both of us. <laughs> so yeah, and and then we have the. The very big reveal at the end of the episode, which is that well, yeah, oh, it wasn't that big a reveal. Come well, I mean, on. you totally saw it was coming. Come on, it's like, did you get touched by any of them? <laughs> and Tyrion goes, no. And I'm like, how do you know, and- Tyrion? You blacked out. You were unconscious. How do you know that you weren't touched <laughs> by a stone? Plus, like plus a- one of them totally did grab him, but I guess I guess they got his shoe they got or his something. Shoe. Yeah, yeah. 
obviously it has to be bare flesh. It has to be bare flesh, yeah. And so, which which definitely brings in like a zombie element to it because yeah. like so they get you and then and then you turn into one of them, which is what is happening to Jorah because he's got a little grayscale patch. Yeah. So this is obviously I'm sure you could get a topical cream. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that that creepy guy in Cersei's basement surely has yeah. a, has a, has developed a topical he must cream be for this time grayscale. <laughs> He's working on everything and else. And Tyrion says, I've seen Grayscale before, but never like that. So yeah. clearly that's the worst of the worst. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You know, that's 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 something that an industrial-sized tub of sorbeline is not going to help. <laughs> you know, you can put a lot of moisturizer yeah. on a stone man. It's going to take a lot of exfoliation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. God, imagine opening a beauty salon on Valyria. <laughs> Next stoneman, please. Yeah, look, I can't actually touch you because I'll get it. But if you could just pop your face in this... <laughs> We actually have a tub set up. Uh, just uh, just lower yourself in. Look, I've got this sponge on at the end of a stick, and I'm just going <laughs> to have it your face. <laughs> just. Will it hurt? Oh, yes, this is going to hurt a lot. Yeah. 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 In fact, we make it hurt. It yes. doesn't actually hurt, but we add in hurting. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. To really get rid of the mm. uh, grayscale. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Is he going to spread that to Danny? Is he going to spread it to well, yeah, he's, or? he's coming. He's coming to. Uh, he's still theoretically coming to Danny's court. So yeah, he's on his way, and he's bringing Grayscale with him. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I wonder if you can, if you just, if he just keeps that bandaged up, or does it? It must spread like. I, it would spread. It yeah. Was, yeah. Sort of crawl up your arm yeah. like a snake venom or something. And this is the thing. So we, we've seen with Princess Shireen that it can be cured, mm. but it took every doctor and healer that Stannis could lay his hands on to stop the spread of this thing. So, you know, I don't think Jorah has access to those resources. Um, Well, unless he gets to Marine and Danny takes pity on him. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, I don't think think it's going to end so well for Jorah. Who knows? Well, that brings us pretty much to the end of the episode. And... The end of the podcast. And see, a lot of stuff happened in this a episode. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened. There was a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, people are crazy. <laughs> it is... wasn't perfect, and it was a bit of a bit of a mishmash. But there was a lot of stuff happening. Nothing's in this ever episode. perfect, Stu. I mean, you have episodes like the Battle of Blackwater and the episode that has the Red Wedding in it, which are pretty much perfect episodes of this particular show and indeed television in general. Yeah. Um, and this episode is sort of in the middle. It's not. It's not a bad episode, and a lot no. of stuff happened. But you know it's not great, and I'm hoping that the I'm hoping that all the pieces that got put into place because we're at the midpoint now, and, and stuff should theoretically start charging on. We're going to see. I mean, if not next episode, then certainly the one after. We're going to have to see what comes out of these weddings. Yes, yeah, because yeah. there's more weddings happening. It's um, yeah. So Danny's getting married. Danny's going to marry herself off to this Lorax. To the Lorax. To the Lorax. <laughs> and then. Sansa is going to have to get married to Ramsay Bolton, and that mm. actually, that actually causes me some degree of physical stress. I, the, the idea of Sansa being having to like have a wedding night with that creep, yes, it actually makes me a bit ill. The thought of it, yeah. So hopefully she like shivs him or something because <laughs> I do I, I I do agree with Kelly that Kelly Higgins Divine did say that she needs to push the Boltons out the window, and I was like, I'm totally on board for that. <laughs> I hope it happens like on their wedding night. Actually, you know what I hope? I hope that his really jealous, you know, girlfriend yeah. turns on him and like shivs him. Maybe. Just, I, look, I hope this shiving. Some sort of shiving directed not of in a Bolton nature. direction. Yes. yes. A Bolton shiv. A good old fashioned Bolton shiving. <laughs> Give him a Bolton shiv. The North remembers. Bonk. <laughs> uh, but hey, maybe we might have a battle between 
Stannis and... Well, that's coming too. So, as is winter, as it always is. Winter is always coming. And with that, please go to iTunes, do the rating thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. And Stu and I will be back next week, as always. Fantasy names for each other. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's our challenge. (laughs) If you want to, submit your own suggestion for fantasy names for yourself or anyone. And we will see you next week. Bala Mugules! Winter is coming!